Amen. Beautiful music today, and what a, a great day we have at our church to not only recognize our seniors as they graduate on, but uh, hand out Bibles and celebrate the Lord's Supper. Wonderful things that we get to do. Uh, today I'm going to take a moment to look at a piece of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and it's found in Matthew's Gospel. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. As you hear Jesus' words, I invite you to kind of listen as if Jesus is speaking directly to you and uh, hear the lesson that he has for you this day. He says, Therefore I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seed or harvest grain or gather crops into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they are? Who among you, by worrying, can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice how the lilies in the field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work, and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon, all the splendor, wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow it's thrown into the furnace, won't God do much more for you, you people of weak faith? Therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat, or what are we going to drink, or what are we going to wear? Gentiles long for all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. May God add the blessing to the reading of His holy word. Well, it is a, a beautiful passage, and if you are uh, familiar with it at all, you know that this comes after the Lord's Prayer, and uh, it is a piece of this great sermon that Jesus preaches, and the powerful news of it is that even if you don't believe in Jesus, even if you're new to the church, even if you don't have a close relationship with God, the, the words that He gives, the instructions that He gives are still so, so very helpful. And He's speaking about things that, that you and I face each and every day, uh, no matter how old we are or where we are in life. Uh, Jesus speaks about two things that we all are familiar with. He talks about worry and about anxiety. And if, um, if nothing else, if you leave here today with uh, an understanding of how to stop worrying and how to be less anxious, uh, I think you'll say it's time worth spent, uh, well spent here today. Uh, but he says to us, and he says, you know, you don't need and we, you and I, we think about uh, all kinds of things when we, uh, we do worry. We think about uh, how things are going to play out tomorrow, how things are going to go with us at work. Uh, we worry about whether or not my microphone battery is going to die. Uh, we worry about uh, whether or not we're going to have enough money, enough resources, uh, or if something was going to go wrong. It's never the things that are right in front of us that we worry about. If we are faced down by a, a growling bear, uh, we're not worried. We're fearful, right? We're not thinking to ourselves, oh, well, tomorrow a bear could show up. It's, it's right there. We're afraid of it, right? Uh, and uh, he talks about anxiety as well, and he says um, we are not to be anxious, but instead to trust in what God can, can accomplish. Anxiety is usually about our belief or our conviction that whatever it is that's going to come our way, we're not going to be able to handle it. 
that we don't have the ability or the resources or the wherewithal to uh, endure or to face whatever it is that uh, we're concerned about. That's what makes us anxious. We think we don't have the ability, we don't have the power, or we don't want to have to do the work or take responsibility for whatever it is that we're facing. And so we become uh, more and more anxious. And it's a, a common thing. Um, every news study, every report that I've read is that anxiety continues to be a problem and to grow within our, our particular country especially. And that um, anxiety is something that can cause us to be stuck, to stand still, and uh, not be able to move on in life because we become anxious about what is going on or what it is that we can't control. And so it is so important that Jesus gives us this instruction. And he speaks to those people that day, and he says, uh, Therefore I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, or about your body or what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seed or harvest grain or gather crops into the barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than they are? And Jesus has a different perspective on the world than I think most people do. Jesus has a perspective in which he believes that God is a provider, that God is a giver, that God is the one who makes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. He is the one that helps the plants to grow. He is the one that put everything into motion. He is the one that uh, gave the people of Israel uh, manna in the desert, provided them daily bread. And his understanding of God is that God is the one who makes the crops to grow, the animals to grow. Everything that we need is provided by him. And so when he speaks to his disciples and to us today, he says, we don't, we don't have to worry. He says, look instead to the way the birds live. They're not fearful. They're not anxious. Instead, they trust and they believe that everything that they're going to need for the day is going to be provided for them, that there's going to be seed, there's going to be food that they're going to have, and they're not anxious or, or worried about what it is that they can, uh, what they're not going to have. And he says, you know, if God cares about the birds in that way, think about the, the wonder and the beauty of God's creation in us, that if he loves the birds and he takes care of them that way, he's also going to take care of, of you and I as well. And it's an understanding that God provides, that God gives. God's the one that offers us everything that we need in life. And then he goes on, he speaks about it. Um, Who among you, by worrying, can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice how the lilies in the field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work, and they, they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon, in all the splendor, wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field and beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow, it's thrown into the furnace, won't God do more for you, you, you people of weak faith? Therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? Gentiles long for these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And what's Jesus' point? Not only that God provides, but he's also saying that God loves us, that God cares for us. And he points out and he says that you look at the lilies of the field, the way the grass grows, the beauty of trees, the beauty of creation. He says not even Solomon, Solomon who is one of the most wealthy kings, one of the most wealthy individuals that have ever existed in this life, in this world, uh, not even him compares to the beauty and the greatness of God's creation and what God brings about each and every spring, each and every season. You know, you and I, we can't go to the Grand Canyon and say, I think there's room for improvement, right? We don't think, you know, a couple sconces here, some window decoration there, 
Grand Canyon would be way better, right? On its own, it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And Jesus is saying the same thing that's true for us, that God has created us to be wonderful and beautiful, and that we don't have to fret or to be anxious about how we are presenting in this world because God loves us. No matter how we look or how we appear, God loves us and cares for us, and that we shouldn't be anxious about how we are appearing to other people. And when we hear those words about not worrying or not being anxious, it's easy for us to dismiss them and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we get it. You know, we're not supposed to worry. We're not supposed to be anxious. Um, But it's harder for us to actually practice it. It's one thing for us to to look at it and go, oh, of course, God provides for us. It's a whole other thing when you're at the end of the month and you're down to your last check or the last dollar in the bank and you've got bills to pay or your kids need something or you're worried about your career or the doctor shows up in the office and says, I have bad news. Uh, It's in those moments that we really need to pay careful attention to what Jesus says next. Because it's so easy for us to begin to think to ourselves, we have it under control, we've got it managed, look at how far we have come, or, or any of those things. But in those times in our lives where, like I said, where the doctor shows up with a bad diagnosis, or your boss comes into your office and says, hey, we've got uh, some bad news for you, or whatever those things are, we hate those moments because it reveals so quickly in such a pointed way that we are not as powerful and capable as we thought. And so more than just a matter of Jesus saying, you know, be at peace, have nice thoughts, and and do all these other things, Jesus actually gives us a powerful way of looking at our lives in the next thing that he tells us. And you need the next thing as well, because you're going to leave here without any worries or anxieties. And you'll say, what do I do with my free time? Well, Jesus gives us that. He says, instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness, And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Other translations, what is it? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be given to you. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I, I love this verse for today because we've got all the, the graduating seniors. And each time that I think about them, I thought, well, they've got their whole life in front of them. They've got so many options, so many opportunities, uh, so many ways in which their life can be, uh, have a great impact on the world, and how will they ever decide what they're going to do next? And Jesus gives each of us, no matter what our vocation is, no matter what our job might be, he says to us, he says, first and foremost, put the kingdom of God first. And, and seek his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And when I read that, I think, what would our lives be like if we would follow that? If we would put our most important work first, and we would say, this is what is most important to my life. You and I have both probably met people that uh, early on in life, they figured out what they wanted to do with their careers, and they had a clear path, and they followed it, and they pursued it, and great things came about because of it. And each time that I've seen that, it's as if everything else in their life kind of falls into place. If they pursue their greatest work, if they put first getting together the skills and the the, uh, opportunities that they need, and they go after that, and they work for it, and they strive for it, then everything else seems to just fall into place around it. It's not an easy excuse to say that they can 
not pay attention to their families or not pay attention to God, but rather if they do have that focus, if they do have that clarity of life, then everything else just seems to fall into place. And if instead of that, they chase after other things, if they say to themselves, I, I want to see the kingdom of God, I want to see God's righteousness, but I also want to have all these great toys, I, I want to have all these hobbies, I, I want to chase after other things that seem pretty good and, and okay, then they don't get to where they want to be as quickly and they don't see as much success come about. And Jesus is saying, why not look to the heavens and find something that is far greater than anything that you're going to find in this earth? Why not seek the kingdom of heaven, to seek the kingdom of God and say, that is what I want to see happen. I, I want to see Jesus and God's vision for the world be brought about. You know, why not seek the kingdom of God, this kingdom in which there is no violence, there is no war, where the lion lays down with the lamb, where uh, the people that are in need are given what they have to have for life. Why not be about God's kingdom and, and seek that above everything else? Put that first and say, no matter what else happens this day, I want to see God's kingdom being brought about and to seek his rightness his way of doing things, his way of what is purity and what is good and what is right, to have those two things in place. To have those first and foremost as our priorities, the kingdom of God and his rightness, his righteousness. And then there's this final phrase that's so powerful. He says, therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And this is such a, a powerful passage to me because when I think about it, it's not as if I have to wake up each day and think to myself, what are the problems that I might resolve today, right? I don't sit there and kind of circle a page and kind of think to myself, is there anything good that might be fixed today? If, if it's like you, if, if your life is like mine, I wake up every morning with a pressing understanding that there's so much to get done in a day. There's so many things that have to happen. There's so many things in our world that are broken, that need fixing, right? And Jesus points that out. He says, you don't have to add trouble by worrying and being anxious about what happens tomorrow. He says, right here, right now, in this moment, in this opportunity, in this time, there are plenty of things for you to work at and to, to be about. And so we don't have to show up at the office or, or wake up in the morning and list out 18 things for us to worry about and to be anxious about. Rather, what Jesus is saying is just pick two or three things. Just find one or two people that you could help or one, two things that you could make better and accomplish that. He says, because today has got enough worries about itself, there's enough problems, enough things that we can be about and fixing that we don't have to worry about tomorrow's problems and be anxious about them as well. Now, if you're like me, when I heard those words about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, I recognized and I saw there's a, lots of ways that I avoid that. There's things that I do to avoid those things. There's ways in which I procrastinate or I chase after other things that I know aren't as important as the kingdom of God or any number of things. And so I just invite you to, to take a moment. And as we gather together today for communion, it, it may be that you need to spend some time just being honest with God confessing and saying, these are the ways that I haven't been pursuing your kingdom, that I haven't put you first, 
that haven't prioritized your way of doing things, and just lift those up to God. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, this is a hard message for us. Even if we completely understand it, Lord, it's so hard for us to even begin to practice. It's hard for us to practice, Lord, because we imagine that we know exactly how our life should go. We know the best ways. We think we have exactly the right solution to what is important in life. And so, Lord, we confess in this time that we need your forgiveness. We need to know that you are a God who is gracious and who loves us and cares for us, and that you are the one that is ultimately in charge of everything, even our lives and our future. Fill us with that truth, Lord, and help us to